Hey you guys, this is Kristen and welcome to episode 41 of the show. Guys, I know that it has been an absolute long time. Like it's been unnecessarily too long since I've been able to record an episode of the show. So I am very glad and very, very thankful that you guys are sticking on this road with me. Uh, for this next episode, I do want to share with you guys my heart on how we can overcome challenges. Lately, I have been discussing and just talking and thinking about how how I can move myself to the next level. And a lot of the things that I've been listening to in my personal development, through trainings that I've sat through with my mentors, and through actually even sitting through in my church services and listening to my pastor speak have really all been touching on similar things. And so I was like, you know what? That's the Lord speaking to me. And he says, you know, whenever he speaks to me that I need to share it with you all. So here I am today and I am ready to go. So if you will join, um, if you will go ahead and make sure you take a screenshot of this and guys go ahead and add it to your Facebook or Instagram stories. You can tag me at Morris Kristen and uh, let me know what your takeaways are. Let me know, did this impact you? Did it speak to you? Um, were you able to find any anything and anything of value in this? And definitely make sure that you are sharing it with someone else that you think it would impact. Um, let me know. Um, I would greatly appreciate that. And also, if you don't mind, please give me those reviews on whatever platform you're listening to. It just helps me as I'm moving forward in this process. Again, I don't get paid for this or anything. So I just appreciate reading your comments and your responses and things like that. Um, it means so, so much to me. So with that being said, I do want to begin talking to you guys about the obstacles that we face within our life. And I want you to think about in your lifetime, the number of challenges that you have had to overcome. And I want you to reflect back on how it is that you overcame them. Okay. Now I can remember in my lifetime going through certain circumstances and sometimes things just happen to fall back into place. Has that ever happened to you before where you're going through a situation where it's less than ideal and things just naturally work themselves out? Um, most often this is a scenario like when you're having a, a problem with someone, maybe there's some tension in a relationship, maybe there is some conflict that's going on, um, maybe a disagreement with a family member or someone that you work with and you know, we know the, the old expression, you know, just keep your mouth shut, keep your nose clean, and just keep pressing forward. And sometimes what ends up happening is the situation just resolves itself. I will tell you I've been there where you really, really want to speak ill of that person or you want to say something really nasty to them or you just want to lash back because of the way that you've been treated, but instead you choose to play nice. You choose to take the high road and move on and you don't, you don't react or respond. Your response is, I'm just going to let it be. And then eventually it works itself out. I will tell you, I've been there many times. Um, other times, how many of you have been through a challenge where you've been faced with a circumstance and you knew that the only way out was by taking action? I can remember whenever I was in college and my husband and I, we were you know, living off of one income. I was full-time in school. We had a baby and life was hard. I remember spending a lot of time worrying about paying bills. I remember spending a lot of time worrying about whenever someone would invite us to go to dinner and I really wanted to go, but I knew in my heart we couldn't afford it. And we would either have to make the tough decision of saying no or um, overdrafting in our bank account. 
And unfortunately, sometimes we made the, the decision to overdraft our bank account because we didn't want to look like we were poor. We didn't want to look like we were a certain way. And I'll tell you, there's a lot of us nowadays that will, you'll make a choice that will put you in a situation that is less than ideal and you know you shouldn't, but because you want to save face, you put yourself in an even harder circumstance. I've been there. The action that I took wasn't necessarily um, the, the appropriate one. And then there's been other times where, you know, I knew that taking action meant, so in similar example, when we were struggling, I knew I needed to somehow help with the money situation. And so, you know, in college, I chose to start cleaning houses on the side. And I also started selling Mary Kay for a while and doing those at-home parties and stuff and doing the facials and things. And there was multiple things that I was doing to try to supplement my husband's income because we were, we were broke. Sometimes action is what it takes in order to move out of a challenge. But most commonly, what ends up happening with people that deal with obstacles, no matter what it is, whether it's financial, with a relationship, with your business, with anything in life, you know, even a test at school. When you're having to deal with a, circum a circumstance, what do our emotions do? Well, number one, they probably react. We feel um, anxious. We get worried. Um, most often, we immediately start to think worst case scenario. Am, am I the only one? I don't think I am. We immediately begin thinking about the worst possible thing that could come out of whatever situation that we're facing rather than stopping to reflect and think about what we can do to make a difference. I hear this often, you know, the obstacle is actually the way. My pastor talked about this on Sunday. The obstacle is the way. You know, have it, had it not been for the challenge, we wouldn't be encouraged for growth. You know, I think about how in life, you know, there's, there's seasons where we go through life and things are amazing. We go through seasons in our marriage where things are just amazing. We go through seasons of life where our children, well, maybe, I hope so. <laughs> maybe, maybe not for you, but like there are seasons when our kids are good. And then there's times whenever our kids are just, they're a little hard. You know, it's hard being a parent. Sometimes we go through those years of marriage where like, I like you, or excuse me, I love you. But I don't really like you, you know, like you're just kind of roommates in a house that just make it work. There's seasons in life where life is hard. I think about, you know, in, in the time of my adulthood, how I've noticed that the economy will go up and things will be really great. Even I, I mostly, you know, we think about like gas prices and stuff. When gas prices go up, we know like there's an issue. Um, there's been times where the economy hasn't been very good, you know. And what happens in those moments of those obstacles is that you kind of have to get creative. You kind of have to think forward. Okay, what, what do I want to, to learn from this? What do I want to accomplish? What is my end-all be-all? Well, in our marriages, a lot of times, you know, there's a lot of people that will throw in the towel. They'll say, you know what, this is too hard. I'm going to quit. Like, I'm moving on. But the reasonable thing, obviously, if it's not like an extenuating circumstance and it's something really bad... Oftentimes, if you can press forward through those seasons where things aren't so great, it makes the, the season that follows 
so much better. You're so much closer. You learn to work together. You learn to collaborate more. You learn to communicate as best as you can. If it had not been for the challenges, the, the moments of times in our life when things are good, we wouldn't value or put value in them as much. In my Christian walk, you know, I think about how, Lord, I'll, I'll be praying and I'll, especially when I'm dealing with something, I'll be praying and I'll say, God, you know, I'm dealing with this. How come, how come you let this happen every single time? Like, this, I don't know what it is, but for some reason I fall into this every single time. And it's not that God is, a, you know, it's not that he's punishing us. But I think that God will often allow things to happen in our life, number one, to keep us humble. He, he loves keeping us humble because we can, we can look around us and we can relate to people that are hurting. If we never ever deal with things, whatever that might look like, then there's no way that we could ever speak to and relate or empathize with someone else that's dealing with that trouble. You know? If, if it had not been for the challenge in my life, I wouldn't reach out as often in prayer. And asking for God, you know, seeking wisdom and asking for him to move in my life. I think sometimes he allows those things to happen so that we know there's this healthy fear of, you know, God, I need you. You are going to be the one that's going to carry me through. I can't make these decisions, but I need you to help me do that. You know, there's problems in life, but we have to be willing sometimes, unfortunately, when we deal with obstacles and challenges in our life. Sometimes we have to reflect and go, you know, and it, it even goes back to things that have happened in my own life. I'm like, God, you know, and he wants to look back at me and go, Kristen, you know, you are part of the reason why you're here, right? You do know that. Are we asking ourselves that question? Are we being willing to go, maybe we're a part of the problem? You know, we have to be willing to move past our own egos to recognize when it's the environment or the difference between when it's the environment we can control and what we can't control. Are we taking ownership in the things that we should be able to take ownership in? Are we recognizing that our choices are reflecting upon the position that we're in right now or where we're headed next? Because like I said earlier, you know, there were times whenever we were broke and I would make the choice, even though we were broke, to go out to dinner whenever I should have said no or been completely honest Instead, I put ourselves in an even worse situation. Um, it's very funny. I, I was actually, um, well, it's not funny. In the moment, it was really bad. But we were so broke at one point, we were going to go on everybody in our, not everybody, I'm globalizing, but there was a large number of people within our church that had motorcycles. Okay? And my husband, on my birthday, went and bought a motorcycle. And he did that a lot. Like, I don't know, like, if your husband's or your spouse does this or anything like that. But he'll, like, he'll, he'll, he'll decide in his mind that he wants something. And then I kind of just go with it just because I don't want to argue about it. Anyway, that's not the story. The story is he, we had this motorcycle and we decided that, or the, the, the people in the church that were, that all had motorcycles had decided that we were going to go on a trip. Okay. We were going to go on a trip. We were going to ride our bikes. It was husbands and wives. Uh, I think, and I think there were a couple people that weren't married, but they were just going alone, but whatever. There were a group of us that were going to go, and we were going to ride, like, take a long road trip, like a day trip. We were going to ride, we were going to get dinner or lunch or something, and then we were going to ride back. And it was supposed to be just this relaxing, just time together. 
And my husband and I, we were struggling financially. We didn't have a whole lot of money. We should not have had a motorcycle at that point in life, but we did. It's another dumb decision. Um, but we, so we got on the bike and everybody stopped to get gas on the way, um, on the way out. And what ended up happening is my husband went to go swipe his debit card and we were overdrawn. And I don't know if y'all are like I am, but we have like this overdraft privilege at our bank or the bank that we used to have. And it would allow you to overdraft to a certain point. So it like wouldn't like, uh, like give you all of those crazy, um, you know, writing bad checks, like that kind of thing. Like it would, it would allow you to overdraft, but then you would be charged a fee. Okay. So when he swiped his card, normally what would happen is if we were overdrawn, it would just go through and then we would, we would just get charged the $35 fee or whatever. And then we would have to pay the balance of whatever we owed. And so I knew we didn't have any money in the account and I let him do that. But this time when he swiped his card, it didn't work. Like it just said, like declined. And I was like, um, I don't really know what's going on. Like trying to play dumb, you know, like I, I was the one that was trying to keep it together for the household. Husband had no idea. And so we did it again and it declined. And he was like, something's wrong with my card. Well, he went inside to the ATM at the gas station and he found out that we were so negative in our balance on our bank account that we were even beyond the overdraft privilege. Like we were beyond that. And the worst part about it, y'all, this is so bad. I cannot even remember. I like, I, it makes me cringe when I think about this stage in our life. It was so bad that his check for that week had just been deposited into our banking account. So now I will tell you the bank that we were affiliated with was pretty bad. Like they had some crazy rules and they overdrafted like literally everything that cleared within one day. So we really weren't like that awful, but seriously, my husband has been, his, his check for the week had gone into the bank account. We had already overdraft, we had already cleared that out and overdrafted the $500 overdraft privilege that we had. Like we were literally negative beyond negative. And my husband was furious. And I remember we had to, because we didn't have gas on the motorcycle. We literally had to tell the people that we were with, I'm sorry, we can't go. And we drove home on our bike without saying a word. It was literally the most awkward feeling that I ever remember. And I remember sitting on the back of that motorcycle driving home and I thought, God, if you'll ever get me out of this situation, if you'll help me in some way, I'll never do this again. This will never be a problem again. And I will tell you, we've never ever gone through that before, but I will say that story in my life, while it makes me cringe, I know that I had to take ownership in part of that. Now, I can cast blame on the bank all I want to because they had some crazy rules about their fees and all that mess. But it was me. It was my husband and myself and the choices that we were making with our money that were not wise choices that got us into that situation. It told me that I needed to communicate more with my husband. I needed to let him know when we didn't have money in the account or we couldn't afford to do something or whatever so that he wouldn't overdraft the account multiple times within a day. Now, some of you are like, Kristen, are you serious? Like, that is absolutely ridiculous. I would never do that. Well, you know, and that's great. I'm proud of you. But you know, 
that's part of my story. That's part of who I am. And so I know that that resonates with some people, but I want you to think about what's happened in your life because we've all been in a situation that is similar. We have all put ourselves in a situation where we knew better, but we chose not to take ownership in it. Instead, we cast blame on something else and we pointed fingers and we're like, this is the reason. And instead of evaluating what our own choices were, we continued to mess up over and over and over again. And it kept putting us in that same spot, whether that's in a relationship and the words that we speak to that person, whether it's in our businesses where we're like, I'm going to take some action. I'm going to hit MVP this month. I'm going to, and then we don't. And then we get angry whenever we don't get the results that we want. Right? See, we have to create an environment that is conducive to the results that we are looking for. Um, in church on Sunday, the preacher was talking about, like this was the analogy that he gave, and I thought it was really, really great. You know, grass grows like anywhere, right? Like literally anywhere. I've seen grass growing in the back of an old truck before that's been parked in my father-in-law's yard. Like somehow grass grows in the back of that bed of that truck. The old truck just sitting back there. Y'all seen it. How many of you have seen grass growing out the crack in the side of a building before? It does. You can be walking down the sidewalk and there'll be like this little crack and somehow grass will find its way in there or a seed will find its way in there. And what do you know? Before you know it, there's grass growing in the middle of the sidewalk. Okay. Now the smallest little place or a little decision in our lives will eventually grow and magnify on its own. We don't even need to do anything. If we just sit there and we let it happen over and over again, we just ignore the signs. If we never take action and move in the opposite direction, it's going to grow. See, we have to create an environment that's conducive to what we're looking for. If the results that we're getting are not what we want, then we need to change them. He was talking about how, you know, often, like, now clearly, you can't grow, like, an entire crop from the crack in a sidewalk, right? Like, you can't do that. That's, we do understand that. Things are going to progress. They're going to happen on their own. <clears throat> it's like what I talked about in the beginning of this episode. You know, there's times in our lives where problems have just worked themselves out. Sometimes, unfortunately, though, it's surface. It's not really, like, really working itself out. It's just kind of putting a Band-Aid on it. Well, it's the same thing. Like, you can't expect for seeds that fall into a crack on a sidewalk to produce enough food to feed a family. No. I mean, we have family members that have gardens, and we, you know, we till the garden. We do all the things. Like, we have to plant and stuff. It's, it's something that we do where I live. And, but, but it takes work. It takes work. You have to go out there. You have to till the ground. You have to plow up the ground and mix up the dirt so that it's loose. And then you have to go out there. You can't just literally throw the seeds. Like you have to plant them. You have to water them. You have to fertilize them. There are things that you have to do in order to reap a harvest when the time comes. And if you don't take those necessary actions, well, guess what? You're not going to get the vegetables that you planted, right? It even goes down to like the seeds that you plant. I can be planting seeds you know, all day long, but if they're negative, then I'm never going to reap anything that's positive. You know, like you can't, you can't plant an orange tree seed or an orange seed and expect for an apple tree to grow there. It's just not going to happen. It's just not going to work. So there's a difference. There's a difference in taking action. There's a difference in 
letting things happen to you. You know, I've heard someone say, one of my mentors, she says, you know, life is happening for you and not against you. And I do believe that's true. But sometimes there are some of us, and I want you to evaluate yourself. I'm talking to you. Listen, are you blaming everything that's going on in your life, the circumstances that you're not happy about? Are you blaming that on, oh, well, it's just happening. It's just the way the cards are rolled out. No, no. See, you can't just dream of money falling into your lap. It just doesn't work that way. You know, unless you win the lottery. I, I don't know. But then you're like just extremely lucky. But you have to take action. You can't just manifest and speak it into existence. You know, and I fully believe in, in the power of prayer. And, 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 and when you speak something, when you, you ask God, he gives good gifts to his children. I believe in all of that. But I also believe that God expects for us to get off our, off our rumps and actually do something in order for the changes that we want in our life to happen. See, whenever I talked about me being in college and I knew we were broke, I finally got to the place where I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to start cleaning houses. Do I like cleaning houses? No. But you know, it fit my schedule. I was able to go to school and get off in the middle of the day and go clean a house and then go back to class. Was I tired? Yeah. I was tired. But you know, there's sometimes that we have to take action that we don't like in order to get us through seasons of our life to push us to that next level. You know, if I invest a little bit here, then the long run is going to pay off. Did I like, I remember in school even, I would have classes all day. I would go and I would clean a house and then I was having a Mary Kay party that night. But you know, in those seasons of me being super tired, you know, I had a baby. I started to take care of my child somehow in the way. Thankfully, I had a good support system. But, you know, had I not gone through that season of my life where I was forced to take action, I don't believe that I would value what I have today as much as I do. I also don't believe that I would have the work ethic instilled in me that says, you know, you really, if you want it, you got to work for it. You can't just wait around and hope that something is going to come to you or that's going to happen for you. It's not. Something else I've heard someone say, you know, we have to always be a student. Where can I grow? If, if the people that I'm surrounding myself with are literally just telling me, oh, you're so amazing. Oh, you've got it all together. When I really don't, I might need to find a new circle of friends. Because they're lying to me. I need to find myself with a group of people that are going to be honest and say, Kristen, get your act together. You know you can do better. You know you can reach the next level. You're not working hard enough. You need to do so and so. That's why I love my accountability partner. I have someone that I can go to and I'll be like, and she's like, girl, whip yourself together. You can do this. Get out of that mindset. You got it. Um, something else my preacher told us on Sunday. He said, you know, there's a difference in, in the types of growth, okay? So you've got two types of growth in your life. You've got numbers. You can grow by number, data, y'all I'm talking about. Or you can grow mentally or spiritually, talking about in the Christian realm. But like this can apply across the, across the board with business, in your personal life, with communication with your family, like anything, literally, okay? Numbers. So let's start with numbers. Let's talk about that for just a minute. I can... Especially like in the, in the realm of my business, I can think about how, you know, I want for me to sell a bunch of boxes or I want to recruit a ton, right? Like that's kind of a goal of ours. Like we, yeah, I don't know where that cut me off. So I guess I'm going to have to start talking again about numbers and spiritual mental growth, whatever. I don't know what happened. Anyway, um, 
so going back to the numbers thing, so you, there's two different types of growth. You've got numbers, which I think is, is a good thing that, you know, by itself, it cannot be a good thing. Like you really need to focus on both. And that's kind of my point here. You do have to focus on both, but isolated really, it, you can really, it, it won't, it won't serve you as best. So like thinking in terms of numbers. So, you know, in our businesses, I like to evaluate, you know, how many boxes did I sell last month? How much did our team produce? How, you know, how many MVPs are we producing? Like how far along are we growing in the business? Like what, what's the next level that we can get to? So I'm looking at numbers and there's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes we can get wrapped up on numbers where that's really all that we think about. That's really all that we expect to grow us to that next level. Well, if we only focus on numbers, we're really not developing or building into our teams or we're really not forming those relationships with the people that are in our organizations. You know, if I think about, you know, in, in terms of like our relationships or our numbers, like I can say, you know, Kristen, you know, I'm talking to myself here. Kristen, if, if you really want to focus on numbers in your home, like I might think about, okay, I want to, I want to have a nice house. I want to have a nice car. I want to, you know, be able to pay uh, tuition in full for my kids. Like I want to, and you're driven by like numbers in that sense, like the things, the material things in your life, you know, there's nothing wrong with you wanting those things, but if that's the only thing, then we might have a problem. Okay. Like goes back to that um, that saying. People says you can't live on love alone, right? Like it's true. You can't. So that brings me to my next thing. Thinking about you know spiritual, mental, like growing in your business with your relationships, just things like that. So this is the opposite of numbers. So in this sense, instance, you're actually focusing really on growing who you are as a person. You're growing in your network. You're growing in your communication. You're growing in your collaboration. You're reaching upward. You're reaching outward. You're talking to people, okay? Now, that sounds amazing, right? Like, that sounds amazing. But, and it does, it has a great return. You need to grow. You need to build but there was something that, I, that my pastor brought up to me, you know, he's talking about like in the church, you know, there's times where we want to grow spiritually, but if all we ever focus on is the spiritual, then we're really only focusing on ourselves, right? We're really only focusing on our organization or what I'm doing, what I'm impacting, okay? See, what we need to do instead is we need to open up our eyes because if there's a healthy balance of the numbers and the relational growth, then we have a happy medium there. We're not only focusing on what I'm doing, but we're also focusing on what everyone else is doing. Are we, are we going to the next level? Are we pushing ourselves? Are we growing? Are we making gains in ways? Yes, because we do need to look at the numbers, but are we doing it in an effective manner? Are we building those relationships so that there's trust there? There's a process there that grows. You know, whenever my pastor brought this forward, he was talking to us about how, you know, in the church, if we only focus on ourselves, we forget what it's like to be a new Christian. The same thing goes for our business. The same thing. If all I'm focused on is getting my team to the next level and getting myself to the next level or, you know, in our homes, if all I'm focused on is building the house or making the money and I'm not really focused on the relational part, if I'm not really focused on communication with my husband or spending time with my family or, you know, learning what it's like to be a new person in the business again, 
relating to them when they just started their journey to better. If I'm not doing that, I can't relate to them. And then what is it that I'm doing? It's, it's going to fall flat. So you have to have a balance of them both. Now, I will say, you know, people are willing to listen when they see you taking action. Obviously, we have to be, as leaders, we have to be willing to, you know, put on our big girl panties or pants or whatever. We got to put on our big girl pants and we got to be willing to do the hard things. That includes reflecting on decisions that we've made, maybe that we're not proud of. Maybe that looks like us choosing to move past the environment that we can't control and instead looking at the things that we can control and working on ways to manage that a little bit better. Where am I growing? Remember the grass? You know, I'm intentional about what it is that I'm doing. Because when people within your organization, within your family, whatever, when they see you doing that, they realize, you know, I see that she keeps falling down, but she keeps picking herself right back up. And she looks back at what she's gone through and she's using it. How can I be like that? See, action can be seen from the outside. Numbers can be seen from the outside. People can look at our team and go, wow, y'all are growing. They don't really see what goes on beyond, behind the scenes, okay? Just like, in your, like with our families. People can see when you get a new car. People can see when we got that motorcycle. They couldn't see that we couldn't afford to put gas in the motorcycle. There's a lot of families out there right now that are doing that. Where it all looks really, really good at surface level. But when you actually get into the nitty gritty, you realize, ew, they're a mess. But I will say that over time it won't take long, that what's happening behind the scenes that people can't see, it will eventually become manifested on the outside so that people will see. And I don't know about you, but I want to be the person that when people see what's on the inside and the outside, they match up. I don't like being called a fraud. I don't like being called a fake. I don't like for people to think it looks like I'm taking action because my organization is leading and they're doing well and they're, you know, growing in numbers. But not only that, there's a relationship there. We're learning how we can grow to better someone else's life. We're focused on the ripple. We're focused on making those magical moments for the people that we encounter. What is it that you're doing? I want you to reflect on this. I want you to think back. You know, when we started, we were talking about the obstacle becoming the way. It's, it's very important for us to recognize that life is going to be full of trouble. It doesn't matter what you do. You can make all of the right choices in your life. But if you don't stop and reflect when those problems come up, regardless, you're going to find yourself right back in that same situation. So how can you grow yourself so that you're able to grow in other areas and have an impact on the people that are around you?